This is a GRDC podcast. The days are getting shorter and the weather is getting cooler. It's an overcast autumn morning in Bort, Victoria. Grower Charlie Youngman and consultant Amy Fay are checking some establishing canola for green peach aphid. Amy, can you come over here and have a look at what you think about this? Oh yeah, is that what you saw? Yeah, just in there. In their hands is the Green Peach Aphid Best Management Practice Guide, a handy new resource outlining integrated pest management options for this significant industry pest. My name's Hilary Sims, and in this podcast, we'll delve into the content contained within the guide. To understand the drivers of Green Peach Aphid numbers and what strategies growers can adopt to effectively and sustainably manage this pest, I'm joined by Dr. Paul Uminer. He's an entomologist and director of the Melbourne-based research organisation, CESAR. One of the key challenges in managing green peach aphid is probably insecticide resistance. So this species has evolved resistance to a number of chemical products that we regularly use in canola and and indeed pulses. So this includes uh, organophosphates, uh, pyrethroids, and even products like pyramicarb, you know, the green peach aphid has evolved resistance to all of these uh, different chemical groups. Paul's an expert in this area and believes the benefits of adopting an IPM approach are huge. So IPM is really an approach that aims to reduce the number of pesticide applications, but at the same time achieving very effective control of the pest. So for a species like green peach aphid, you know, I think this is really important because IPM reduces that selection pressure for further resistance evolution. So what we do know is that if we don't use IPM, more and more chemicals will eventually become ineffective against green peach aphids because this species just has a high propensity to evolve new resistances. So, you know, that's really a key benefit of IPM when dealing with a pest like green peach aphids. We'll explore IPM strategies in just a moment. But first, Paul shares the main factors that determine green peach aphid numbers and the likelihood of an outbreak. Like all aphids, green peach aphids are highly influenced by environmental conditions, particularly things like temperature. So with green peach aphids, you know, a daily maximum temperature of around 20 to 25 degrees really is the optimal conditions for survival and reproduction. So in South Australia, for example, you know, outbreaks are much more likely, therefore, to occur in autumn and spring uh, than at other times of the year. So certainly temperature is a very important factor that uh, will determine whether an outbreak is likely to occur or not. I guess the other really important factor is the abundance or the, I guess, even the the presence of living plant material. Um, Clearly, the aphids require plants to survive, um, and this is particularly important between winter cropping seasons. So over the summer months, um, is there, I guess, what we typically refer to as a green bridge? So if we have a hot and dry summer, for example, Um, And I guess in the area, there are very few irrigated pastures, very few crops that are grown over summer, then the likelihood of that green bridge is very low. And then this in turn, of course, will mean that the number of aphids that survive over summer is low and therefore the, the risk of an outbreak is low. I guess conversely though, if there's substantial summer rain, 
then the risk of an outbreak of green pea chaff if it's coming into autumn is actually higher. So where should growers start in terms of making a proactive IPM plan to deal with this pest? The first thing I think growers should do is assess their local risk of green pea chaffids, but also associated with that is the, the risk of viruses, particularly turnip yellows virus, given that this is probably the most economically important virus that green pea chaffids transmit in the grains industry. And how can growers go about assessing that risk? I guess the type of questions I'd be asking are, you know, have there been or has there been high summer rainfall that supports an abundance of green pea aphid plant hosts? So, you know, is that green bridge uh, around and, and what does that look like? Um, and also when thinking about assessing risk, it's about understanding what the proximity of the paddock is to weedy or irrigated pastures. So we know that these, for example, can act as semi-permanent reservoirs, if you like, of aphids um, over those summer months. So I think first and foremost, um, in terms of developing a proactive plan, you really need to understand the risk heading into the season. I guess once we know that, then I guess there's a few decisions that can be made. Um, and one of those is to eliminate that green bridge. Um, so certainly targeting paddocks uh, that are going into canola, which is most vulnerable to aphids and virus. And the green bridge uh, I guess that we're most concerned about in the case of, of green peach aphid is broadleaf weeds, so things like wild radish, uh, marshmallow, shepherd's purse, um, those sorts of broadleaf weeds, but also volunteer canola and volunteer pulses as well. And really when thinking about eliminating that green bridge to be very effective for green peach aphids, we really need to have controlled those weeds at least two weeks before sowing. I guess the third thing that growers can do is to also, when um, sowing their crops in autumn, is to, wherever possible, sow those crops into standing stubble, particularly crops like canola. And the other thing we can see here, Charlie, is that um, you guys have got a lot of retained stubble, which is good, so it minimises the bare ground. Yeah, definitely. We know that aphids tend to fly into crops when they see plants against I guess, the backdrop of exposed soil. And, you know, having standing stubble really, uh, again, reduces the risk of aphids um, moving down into an, an, an early establishing uh, canola crop or indeed an early establishing pulse crop. So there are a few different tactics that the growers can do to proactively plan for and then start to manage green peach aphids. Being proactive also involves keeping an eye on what the numbers are doing in your paddock how important is it to get out in the field and monitor for green peach aphid? Monitoring is central to IPM uh, and indeed, you know, it's central to pest management just more broadly, I believe. Um, certainly any decision to apply a foliar insecticide in a paddock should be made only if the pest numbers warrant it. There are very few chemical options that are still effective because of insecticide resistance. We need to protect these products as much as we can. And so the best way that we can protect them is to use them only when necessary. Uh, and that is really the purpose of monitoring is to ensure that we are confident that the numbers warrant an insecticide spray in the first place. And how can growers go about monitoring for these teeny pests? What's your advice there? Yeah, look, there are a number of ways that growers can monitor for green peach aphids. Um, you can use a sweep net, you can use sticky traps uh, that provide, uh, I guess, an early warning of aphid flights. 
But really, I think the best approach and the simplest approach is um, is really just directly searching for aphids on seedlings and on plant leaves. It's worthwhile noting that green peach aphids are typically found on the lower leaves in a, in a plant and also are typically found on the underside of those leaves. So they may not be evident uh, upon first inspection. So it's important to be turning over leaves and looking on the lower leaves of plants uh, for green peach aphids. Have you seen any over there, Charlie? Yes, I have, and I've actually had, there's, there's a few numbers on top of the leaf, but actually looking under the leaf, there's uh, seems to be quite a few more numbers. Yeah, no worries. Maybe we should have a talk about that at our next farm meeting, getting everyone to make sure they look under the leaves as well as on top. Yep, that sounds good. I guess the other thing to keep in mind with monitoring and with aphids in general is that very rarely are aphids evenly or, or uniformly distributed across a paddock. They're often very patchy and we know that green peach aphids are typically more abundant along paddock edges or in parts of paddocks where plants might be stressed. So for example, if there's parts of paddocks that are suffering from soil compaction and plants uh, aren't growing quite as well, it's often these plants that, that are the target of those early infestations of aphids. So we wanna be selective in terms of where we look in a paddock and we also need to be a little bit selective in terms of how we look at uh, individual plants and leaves. So monitoring for pest numbers is vital in determining if spraying a foliar insecticide is warranted. And what benefits does reduced insecticide offer other insect populations? Reducing insecticide use has considerable benefits. Um, I guess for one, it, it reduces the impact on beneficial insects. We know that beneficials are very important when it comes to aphid control in grain crops. So preserving these absolutely does provide a genuine benefit to growers. Uh, I guess the second benefit that I touched on earlier is that reducing insecticide use will help lower the selection pressure for resistance development. Now it will do so in green peach aphids, but it will also do so for other pest species that are found in the paddock at the same time. So in canola, for example, we find now, often red-legged earth mites, uh, we often find species like diamondback moth that are found in canola crops. Now, these two species are also are very problematic because of their ability to evolve resistance. Now, when we apply insecticides to control green peach aphids, we are in fact exposing these other pests to the same selection pressure. So the more we use insecticides, the more we really exacerbate resistance risk across the board. So by reducing insecticides, we're helping to preserve beneficials, but we're also reducing the selection pressure for resistance development, not just in green peach aphids, but in all uh, grains, insect pests. Though if growers are seeing green peach aphid in their paddocks, how do you decide when a chemical intervention is warranted and ensure it will be effective? Look, there's no simple answer to, to this question. Uh, there are no economic spray thresholds that are established for green peach aphids in canola. I guess the difficulty here really resides around the fact that if the aphids are carrying turnip yellows virus, um, then you only need a very small number of aphids to cause uh, damage if they do infest a crop early on in the season. So I think in canola, where we're most concerned about green peach aphids, uh, it's appropriate to probably apply an insecticide um, when I guess the following conditions are met. Uh, for me, it would be if canola is before stem elongation 
We know that it's uh, very rare, not impossible, but very rare for economic damage to be caused by green peach aphids or, in fact, turnip yellows virus infestations happening post stem elongation. So most insecticide use is going to be warranted up until that point in the crop stage. So if we've got canola crops that are before stem elongation coupled with, you know, I guess that seasonal risk of aphids being deemed high um, and we've got out into the field, we've done some monitoring and we've confirmed that green peach aphids are present in the field. So if those three things are met, then I think absolutely insecticides should be considered um, and weighed up against obviously, you know, the presence of beneficials and the health of the crop um, and the crop plants at that point in time. So there's no simple answer. We can't just rely on a threshold, um, but I think if we follow those uh, broad guidelines, we're becoming much more, I guess, judicious with the use of chemicals. And how can growers be judicious with chemicals as you term it? So when chemicals are needed for green peach aphids, it is very important with this pest that we rotate chemical groups according to established resistance management strategies. And that's a really important point. We need to be rotating chemicals because the repeated use of the same chemical group will exacerbate resistance in this pest and will basically mean that we're losing chemicals at a faster rate. And of course, where possible, we want to be avoiding broad spectrum insecticides, things like synthetic pyrethroids, because obviously they are quite toxic against beneficials, which we know are very important, um, certainly an integral part of integrated pest management. So you want to be adhering to resistance management strategies as much as possible, and you want to be avoiding broad spectrum chemicals as much as much as possible once you know that insecticides are actually warranted. We've covered a lot of content in this discussion, but there's so much more available in the Green Peach Aphid Best Management Practice Guide. Give me a bit of a rundown on what the guide includes and how you'd like growers to use it. We've outlined um, some guidelines that we think are fairly practical um, that can be adhered to that minimise the risk of economic damage to canola and pulse crops that growers can adhere to and can follow uh, to implement IPM strategies. And I guess the advice I would, uh, I guess, uh, suggest is that we take one step at a time, that we bite off small chunks and we try to implement uh, small sections of integrated pest management strategies um, and then build upon those um, through successive seasons and through you know, successive experiences. And what are your final takeaway messages on this topic? Look, I think my takeaways would be recognise that green peach aphids are a little bit unique in that they do have this high propensity to evolve resistance. Um, and so we do need to be very mindful and, I guess, give serious thought to implementing integrated pest management uh, for this pest. Um, I think there are some good resources out there that can help us um, uh, and guide us through that, that process. Um, and I think also recognise that the risk of green peach aphid in canola and pulse crops is largely in that early stage of crop development. So absolutely green peach aphids will be present in spring. Um, in fact, they're often found in very high numbers in spring, but uh, by and large, um, it's very rare to actually see economic damage caused by this pest um, in that later stage of crop development, whether it be in pulses or in canola.
that was Caesar entomologist Dr. Paul Uminer. Paul was sharing the latest insight on green peach aphid IPM approaches. This podcast is part of a mini-series exploring proactive management strategies for green peach aphid, red-legged earth mite and diamondback moth. It's all part of a wider GRDC investment on supporting the sustainable use of insecticides and IPM strategies for the southern region. A link to the Green Peach Aphid Best Management Practice Guide and other useful resources can be found in the description box of this podcast or online at grdc.com.au. I'm Hilary Sims. Thanks for listening.